Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught Peter, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? Today, we have two stories. We have the Genesis story of Joseph being sold into slavery by his brothers. That's a story that's difficult to understand. When we read this text, please know that Joseph does indeed sound like an arrogant jerk. In the passage before this reading, Joseph has told his brothers how they would bow down before him. Then he shows up in a new coat showing off how he is their father's favorite child. When we read this passage, please do not make less of how annoying Joseph is. Please do not learn from this passage about how to be a good brother because our hero Joseph in his youth was not a good brother. And then, in this story, Joseph goes on to be a slave in Egypt In Egypt, Joseph will save the Israelites and Egypt from famine through those same dreams that annoyed his brothers earlier. So that's more or less the story. And there is a lot to learn in this complex story. So today I invite us to focus our attention on one little bit. Let's look at Reuben. Reuben is the eldest son of Jacob and Jacob's first wife, Leah. By the way, Jacob, the father, was tricked into marrying Leah, Reuben's mother. And he, Jacob, does not seem to have liked Leah very much. Then Jacob goes on to have children with Leah and Leah's maid, Zilpah, and Rachel and Rachel's handmaid, Bilhah. Talk about a messed up family dynamics. And the eldest son of this whole family is Reuben. Now, let me read the little bit of the passage we will focus on today. But when Reuben heard the conspiracy to kill Joseph, he, Reuben, delivered him, Joseph, out of their hands, saying, let's not take his life. Reuben said to the brothers, shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him that Reuben might rescue Joseph out of their hand and restore restore Joseph to his father. Only when we read this passage, we also all know that later Reuben is there when the brothers sell Joseph into slavery. How do we read that? So a practice that I personally find helpful when I read the Bible is to imagine that I am a movie director. How can this character, Reuben, be shown like in a big budget Hollywood film? We could make Reuben a villain. 
He might have stopped his brothers from killing Joseph, but maybe he did that selfishly. Maybe the way we show this character is him imagining all of the rewards his father might give him for saving this kid. When the opportunity comes to make a quicker payment, a villain Reuben sells Joseph for quicksilver. Some wise, thoughtful biblical scholars do read this passage and conclude, yup, Reuben's a bad guy. These people say the lesson here is don't be like Reuben. But if we were movie directors, we can choose another tone and character, especially when we read this passage. Maybe Reuben is doing the best he can. When his brothers conspire to murder, Reuben musters his courage and a little bit of faith and calls a stop. But when a caravan offered silver and from Reuben's perspective, the opportunity for a little bit of hope that Joseph might be safer elsewhere, Reuben feels he has no other option. He lets his community of brothers talk him into this plan. Maybe his brothers told him he was being silly. Maybe his brothers told Reuben he was stupid for standing up for this annoying kid. Maybe Reuben only had a little faith. Faith is small as a mustard seed. He had just enough faith in himself and God to stop murder, but not enough to stop slavery, just enough faith to get out of the boat on that first evil plan, but not enough faith to walk on the rough waters of going against his brothers entirely. In this interpretation, Reuben is a man of a little faith, and by his little faith, Joseph is not killed, gets to Egypt, and with God's help later, Joseph does save Egypt and the Israelites. When, in my mind, I direct the plot in this direction, I am informed by a story that my mother tells. She has given me permission to tell you this uncomfortable story. One winter morning, she was out bird watching with a group of friends and family, and they were down at the beach scanning the ocean for ducks when they saw a man swimming. Mom looked, and she thought, maybe the swimmer was in trouble? Mom was a lifeguard, and something looked wrong, but she couldn't say what, and everyone else looked through their birding binoculars and then disagreed. They told mom, no, this guy was just out for a Christmas winter swim. Mom heard that she was overreacting. She listened and was advised by her community. This, they must be right and she must be wrong. In imagining our biblical story, I put Reuben in this kind of community and this kind of conversation. Mom eventually got so uncomfortable with what she saw that she went to find a phone, which in the era before cell phones took some time. She called the police and the police came, which took time. And when the police agreed that this swimmer might be in trouble, it took more time to call the Coast Guard and the man drowned. Mom is 
still haunted by the idea that he might have been saved if she had acted differently. In my imagining of this biblical story, I put Reuben into a character that feels everything that my mother feels, uncomfortable, confused, and full of regret. Mom still regrets trusting herself and not immediately calling for help. She knows at that moment she only had a little faith in herself, a little faith in her understanding of the situation, and she feels it was not enough. Also, as I read this passage this week, I personally am thinking about racism. I sometimes see the injustice of racism in my work in the community or in my family. Sometimes I am able to raise my voice even when my white community tells me I'm overreacting, even when my white community tells me to stop fussing, because my mother told me, because my mother told me one of her greatest regrets is not fussing more. So I keep squeaking out my worries, especially about racism, and I still end up in situations where I feel like I did not do enough. I let white consumer culture lead me into directions I know are wrong. My mother's story and her courage to tell her truth and how much She feels she wishes she could do things differently, inspire me. And I am different. I am braver because of her. I have a little bit more faith because of my mom. But I still only have a little faith. It does not feel like enough. What if today... We hear the story of Reuben like I hear the story my mother tells. What if Reuben's little bit of what with Reuben's little bit of faith he was able to stop a murder? But the truth is that Reuben also allowed his brother to be sold into slavery, which is not good. It's not okay. Then, with God's help, this action helps make Joseph's rise in Egypt possible, which is confusing. As an imaginary movie director this week, I want to make a movie that leads the audience to notice three things. First, every little bit that each and every one of us can do to stop Any injustice and wrong are important, every little bit. Even if later in retrospect it does not feel like enough, every little bit matters. Second, and I am now speaking very personally, the message I need to hear is that I need to stay awake to uncomfortable truth when I am present and part of a community that contributes to sin and injustice. I need to trust 
that a little bit of faith, even when my community tells me I'm being silly or unreasonable, I need a little bit of faith. And third, I hope to tell a story, make a movie that communicates hope. I would want to direct a movie out of this passage that shows that even in our failures, it is possible to have a little more faith. And with God's help, we can make our, we cannot make our past better. But we can walk towards a better, more just future. So with our hearts full of the complexity of faith, with our minds full about what might, life might look like if we have a little bit of faith, enough to step away from safety, but not enough to cause a miracle, I invite us now to turn to the gospel reading. Peter had enough faith to step out onto those turbulent waters, and Peter sinks. Some faith, but not enough. And then Jesus reaches out as we flounder. Please hear, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught Peter, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And Jesus saves Peter, and Jesus saves us. Please hear the hope of being saved even when we only have a little faith.